Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash new music industry. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I am chatting with videographer, musician, and a dear friend of mine, Joao Felipe. How are you today, Joao? I'm doing fine, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Finally, man, after two years, I was every day thinking, when is it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were, yeah. <laughs> like you say, it's been it's been a while since we last talked, and, and this conversation is really long overdue, but as they say, better late than never, right? And uh, this isn't the only loop, I, open loop I've created with the podcast, rest assured. You know, I've started talking about growth hacking and other things that I haven't even started to uh, put, the, put the bow on yet, but this is one of those things that, that needed to happen. So just to get this out of the way, uh, why don't you share uh, with the listeners what you're working on these days? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really good that you ask me these days because then it would be a really long story. But so right now, uh, I'm a creative producer in the fields of video, music, and um, and events. So basically, what I'm doing right now, I'm I work as a freelance um, in Europe. I'm a I'm a videographer in the music industry. I either work on with artists, labels tours and i also do a lot of productions in portugal uh, not as a well, one videographer but i assemble teams and i direct teams accordingly to the projects to uh, answer video needs from you know from festivals to to anything really related to video yeah i know that wasn't your original focus so how did you end up in in video when I, I when I was a teenage uh, a teenager, I was you know uh, I grew up with computers, so I had this time in my life that I uh, I was just experiencing as much as possible from the internet and from software. So when I was 15 years old, I already I already already messed around with Photoshop, Sony Vegas, uh, Cinema 4D, uh, all kinds of you know creative software. So I had that spirit already in, in me, but then I got into video more seriously when uh, I started my music project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it out, I put the EP out, social media, website, like everything. And after the release, I realized that I wanted to keep up with the content. And, and I realized that video was like the best thing uh, that I could do to to keep up with content. So I started to document what I was doing in a vlog format, um, what I was doing to promote my project and and what I was doing around the project. And really quickly, uh, people started to ask me for a video. And that's when kind of a light turned on in my brain. And I realized that I could... I was doing something interesting that people wanted from me. That was the first thing that never happened. And then the most important thing uh, is that I could use video to bring value to the others. And uh, in the way that I, 
I used video in a way to put myself in touch with the people I wanted in the industry I wanted with artists and labels that I wanted. Um, video was the way, uh, basically. So I was offering the first year as a videographer, I was just doing all this free work with all around Europe with several different people, projects like completely different stuff. But it was, uh, I was just planting seeds, basically, you know, I was making sure that every work I did, no matter it was free or not, I was just putting all of myself into that. And I was just, you know, doing the very, very best and a little bit beyond that mm. uh, to every project. And eventually it's, it grew, you know, it's people came to me again and it was just a roller coaster of, you know, getting better and doing more and more and more and, you know, as wild as it gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember being very tech focused as a kid as well. I built my first website when I was 14 and it evolved pretty quickly from there into graphics and other types of content in, in, in other fields. So I like your story. I love that you chose video as the medium. I honestly think that probably is still the, one of the best ways for musicians to go these days. If you're great at writing, blogging's good. If um, you're good at, great at speaking and communicating via audio, then podcasting might be an opportunity too. But uh, yeah, there's something to video. And we know all know that video is just huge right now on uh, virtually any platform. Definitely. So I like that. And you had an early vlog too that uh, you were yeah. you went right into the record label. You just knocked on the yeah. door and said, "Here's my CD." Right? Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's that. one of the many. <laughs> that's one of the many crazy stories. But it's really. Uh, it seems like a really cliche story, and it kind of it kind of is. Um, so basically. Um, I had this music project. It was progressive rock, which is not very uh, mainstream. Yeah. Uh, and there was this label called K-Scope that I was always a fan of. And I loved the artists and they had all my favorite artists at the time. And it, it you know, for me, it was always like the dream label, the, the label that one day if I sign myself to that, it, it, it will be like the you know, dream. Like, uh, uh, so... What happened was I was in London uh, attending to a masterclass at Warner Music and I had a couple of days off and I decided to, I was recording everything that I was doing in London uh, through video. I decided to check K-Scope. So I went to their website and I realized they had the address there. So yeah, all right, so let's go there, right? Like what's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, and I went there, I literally knocked on the door. Well, actually I rang the bell, the, the, yeah, not knocked on the door, but, uh, hmm. and, and I talked with the guy that first came downstairs and w when you see the vlog, it will seem like I was just there to promote my EP, but what really happened, it was really not what that, uh, I was listening to a lot of, um, podcasts and, and uh, Gary V in, in particular and I had this thing on my mind of free work uh, offer something you know to the people that you want to get involved with and that's exactly what I did I went there uh, with a with a focus of making it clear first that I love the label 
I know all about the label, the artists, the podcast, the newsletter. Like I, I know the label. And second, I want to get myself involved with it. So I want to give you something for free. I don't want, I will not offer, like, I will not ask for money. I just want to do something that is valuable for you. And I will not disturb. And, uh, and while I, I did this, I recorded it in video, and that's the funny part. Uh, so it's online, it's on YouTube. Yeah. And and then I posted the video. It was like probably the really important video. I took like two months to edit. It was crazy. It was when I was first starting video. But they, they watched the video, they liked it, and eventually it made me connect with uh, a very important person there, which is now my friend. Uh, and... Uh, one year later, they got in touch with me out of nowhere. Wow. Basically, it was a 10 years anniversary of the label at Union Chapel with uh, Anathema, Godsticks, I'm the Morning, and uh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm the, not remembering all the artists. But, and they wanted me to make like a behind the scenes of the, of the anniversary. Um, and it was crazy man like one year later i had no contact with them and they called me out out of the blue to do this and they wanted me to make a vlog out of it mm. uh so it was just a, a dream come true completely you know i was giving my face for the label i love and i'm finally doing a, a work uh, a video for them it, it was crazy yeah and you've basically been working with them ever since right yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made that free video for them, as I promised. Um, it's uh, it's called the Te Behind Ten Years of Kscope, and you know, it's it it it. What happened was what I, I wanted and what I was expecting. I just wanted them to see me working, and to see that you know I can I I know I can work good and I can really I can really bring value to you. So I managed to show them. Uh, that and since then like I've been yeah it's quite crazy like I I, I, I do different kinds of projects with them uh, I go to London regularly and uh, it's mostly like I have some crazy idea that I'd like to do with some of the artists in K-Scope and eventually I send a message to them and they are they trust me and you know they support the, the work which is like dream come true it's amazing yeah i'm yeah. i'm really happy with that yeah it just goes to show too like there's huge opportunity in video right now i have a friend who got into it and he was making a pretty good living at it for a while i think he's changed his focus again i have friends that you know shift focuses every few months but uh, you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the world we live in right now anyway who doesn't exactly doesn't. i've changed my focuses many times so, I mean, you were one of the early supporters of the podcast, which I loved. And to this day, your testimonial yeah. is one of the main ones featured on the website. I'd uh, yeah. love for you to talk about what sort of results you got from applying the ideas I've been sharing on the show. I can't remember exactly what was the... I, I remember this comment. I remember having this time in my life that I felt I need to write a huge comment to him <laughs> because I was getting a lot of value. I don't remember the exact like intent, like the exact thing, but I know that I was hearing a lot uh, to the podcast, 
uh, I started to hear to listen to your podcast when I was promoting my music project and in that time I was just searching for all kinds of content everyone who's talking about how do you get into the industry um, I was just you know subscribing and downloading episodes and hearing and your podcast was the one that clicked on me the most like completely uh, many different reasons like you, you, you give tremendous a lot of value to people that are promoting their music and are growing as a musician. Um, like in practicality, you give a lot of advices, ideas that are definitely like really useful. Mm. Uh, but the thing that really clicked me about, about you was that was actually the name of your pod podcast, mm. Music Entrepreneur, you know? Like it was making perfect sense to me, the combination of these two words, like, uh, yes. and you were the only one that I discovered that really brought that up, you know? Uh, and I found that amazing, like, because as a musician right now, as an independent artist, you have to be entrepreneur. Like there's, there's no way around that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was really happy that you addressed that and all your content was, was following that idea of do it yourself. You have, you know, all these promotional things like, um, especially the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to remember something more specific because I know there was some specific things. If you give me a second. Well, I'm looking at episode 40 of the podcast and yeah. episode 40 was about bundling and packaging your music products to maximize earnings. Now, you commented on this, but interesting is what seemed to resonate with you was this content, and in your case, creating video content. So out of that episode, you got that you needed to create content to get your music and your brand out there. Right. I remember. Yeah. So that probably exactly. creates a bit of context. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what I mean now. I yeah. totally remember even the title of the podcast. I heard it a couple of times, actually. Um, I still listen that, to it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great one, man. It's yeah. really great one, man. Um, what clicked about me about that podcast in particular was um, you were talking about creating more content than just the music. Yes. Uh, thinking more about everything else that goes around the music, and it was just making a lot of sense to me at that time. Like I feel most musicians are just thinking about their music and they don't realize that everything else around their music is almost as important as the music itself. All the social media stuff, all the, you know, packaging, all the, all the content that comes with the music, that's tremendously important. And, what I realized in that time it, and when I listened to you, it was like a confirmation of everything that I'm feeling. Like it was the first time I was hearing it ad like addressed, you know, was that, um, I don't know if this idea comes directly from your podcast or not, but that's the thing I came up uh, at the moment. Anyway, um, is that the most important thing for an artist uh, is to build a relation with the audience. And to connect with the audience, you know, yes. if you think, well, like all the artists that you like, that you listen to, all the artists that you call your favorite artists, you have this special connection inside of you, uh, this special 
relation, a certain feeling that you have towards this artist that was built uh, over time. Um, but it was not only about the music. Uh, if you think well, like if it, it's usually it's related to everything else that you're going to see around this artist, you know, first, normally, like you like the music, something calls you out, but then you're going to dive. And when you dive, it's when you're going to consume everything else. And that's usually when you connect. And that's why I thought it was so important to, you know, have the music in place, but then just have everything else also in place, like all the social media, YouTube, video content, like photography, yeah. texts, the website, everything else is, I, I feel it's very important because, Dude. you know, once you connect to, to your audience, to one person, then that person will follow you and is really connected to your work and will support you. So, what I found important in that time was it's not so important that people will buy your music. It's important that you connect with people and people get connected with you and try to, to, you know, to lay down the, the, the traps. I don't want to say traps. It's not negative, yeah. but to lay down, like, you know, just create a lot of things that people can just go, can raise their curiosity about you. And that's just the starting point. You expressed yeah. it very, very well. I think that's that's what strategy looks like in the music industry today, right? It's is having yeah. a website, having different types of content, and then extending your arms out to the various social networks. And that's not what's being taught out there right now. There's just some really trendy stuff that that people want to fixate on the little tactics that uh, don't lend themselves to strategy. You can use the tactics as part of the strategy. You know what I mean? Like a strategy is a container for all of your tactics. So if you want to use sales funnels, use them. If you want to use Instagram, use them. But don't think of those as strategies because they're not. They're just tactics. And you can use those tactics to engage, build that relationship with your audience who are then interested in you. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you're not just coming across as a salesperson constantly launching something. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it can be about tactics. I mean, you have to feel the tactics. The tactics. It it has to make sense, like true sense to you. You know, it's not just about oh, I found this tactic. Let's use it to get. No man, this doesn't work. I mean, I mean, you have to, to, to you have to feel it's right. You know, yeah. that's the main thing. You have to feel it's right for you mm. and for your path, because I truly believe that your instinct knows way more than your brain. And in the long term, things might make sense in another way that you weren't thinking before. So yeah. I, I truly, I truly believe in this and instinct. I like what you said about the music entrepreneur connection as well, because I'm pretty sure I felt the same way when, when I kind of stumbled upon this idea. And since then, I wouldn't even say since then, there, there are other players in this space that are musicpreneur or music entrepreneur kind of focused. I, I just kind of, again, I worry that some of them are maybe missing the point or not really getting uh, what, what this really represents for people. I don't think it's stuffy. I don't think it's boring. I don't think it's about putting together a, a resume. I don't think it's about uh, becoming a great manager of a theater. I don't think it's about wearing a suit and a tie. It really is just about taking ownership of yourself first and foremost. It's And it's not even about like saying no to labels. I'm not anti-establishment at mm -hmm. all, which is another, I feel like a common misconception in music entrepreneurship that you should be anti-establishment. 
Not at all. You can build an awesome career on your own and then choose whether you want to be independent or label, whichever makes more sense to you. So that that's where I see things going. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's yeah. what makes sense to you. That's the whole point. Yeah. You have to find it out and only you can find it out. And it can be anything, man. It can be going to a label or not. It can be getting that music video or not. It can be anything. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. You just have to find it out for yourself. And the only way to find out what's your way is to try things and to just try things, just put out stuff, just try out new things, just get involved, just be confident with yourself. Just don't be afraid to put yourself up there, to knock on doors, like, you know, and things will happen. I think things kind of magically happen when you are on the, your way. Yes. On, on your right way. Absolutely. <laughs> and another thing by comment was just that around that time that I released that episode, episode 40, I had some pretty rapid fire ideas that I was kind of going like, why has nobody covered these monetization streams in the music industry? Or if they have, they haven't really expressed it very well. And I could say it really quickly in a five minute episode of a podcast and be first to market, maybe not quite first to market, but could be one of the first people to really address the topic in a way that people could just go, oh, I can do that? Yeah, you're right. Why haven't I started this already? Exactly. The tools are all out there now. So whether it was mm -hmm. affiliate marketing or bundling your products or setting up your membership man, site, you know? Everything is out there, man. Everything you need to know. Like it's all the practical things. Everything is out there, yeah. Yeah. So over the years, you've provided me with some great feedback on my content and products, and you've shared your thoughts with me on this before, and you were earlier before we started recording as well. Uh, you know, books and <laughs> courses, not really your style, coaching more your style, yeah. but, but say more about that. What, what is it about coaching that's, that you find beneficial, yeah. and uh, what sort of coaching would you personally be looking for? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I had many different coaches along my life, which were generally my professors, uh, like my guitar teacher mm. and other teachers uh, that I was, and eventually they became coaches. Also my music producer that I worked a couple of years ago. So, you know, I wasn't looking for them. It just happened. And I realized that it was, they were not just teachers, but they were kind of mentors in this way. They were helping me out like in the broader term, not just that particular thing, but in life in general. And uh, I found like I grew like a lot uh, during those times. It was it was different times for sure. But anyway, I feel that when you have a coach, you kind of feel more secure in a way. You feel that you have a constant person to reflect uh, what's going on with your life, what you feel, what you want to do. Like you have constant feedback. And if it's the right person for you, then it will be a really positive thing to you. Um, and it's not easy to find the right coaches. So so right now, what I feel is I, I don't have any coach. And I feel that... It's not always. Most of the time I feel that I know what I'm doing uh, by instinct. I know that I'm going somewhere. But a lot of times I also think that I'd like to get even more advantage. So I, I feel that with the coach, uh, maybe I, I could get more 
advantage of what I'm doing, uh, be even more productive, yeah. uh, be even more tactical, and just get even more out of my life and my as a freelancer, as a professional, as a human being. Although I feel kind of, I know what I'm doing, at the same time I feel maybe I could be doing even better, you know? So that's why sometimes I feel maybe, you know, having a coach, someone that I could uh, talk with and have a different feedback, maybe it could be cool, yeah. And books and classes and stuff. So books for me is, I have a very... Uh, complicated relation with books because I didn't grow this reading habit when I was young. It was something that I had to do it later. And it's, so it's, and all the books I can, I consume, uh, it's like, it has to be something truly meaningful to me, but in the creative and artistic way. So I never read, um, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Like, this genre of books that like, like the books that you exactly personal development. Yeah. I never read like personal development books or something like that. It's always something that I have to feel connected with, but artistically, um, because then that's the drive I need to keep reading it, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and classes and so on. Like I never felt, I felt that the best class I could get for myself was, to experience it myself. And every time I had to learn something specific, I would go to, on YouTube. But that was just my path, you know? I, and I think uh, courses, books, everything, it can be extremely useful as it is for a lot of people. And I think you just have to find out what's the best thing that uh, makes sense to you. And it's like, it yeah. can be books, can be can be classes, can be anything, can be looking at the plants outside, anything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. The funny part is that uh, you could totally delve into those resources yourself, or you could access somebody who has already read two hundred books, who has already you know consumed thousands of podcasts, who's already been to dozens of conferences and courses. I'm kind of describing myself there, but uh, <laughs> but uh, not not pitching myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but I like yeah. what you said, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, uh, coaches and mentors come in many forms. I've paid for coaching myself and intend to pay yeah. coaching again in the future. It just doesn't make yeah. sense for where I am right now and what I'm doing. But absolutely, as I continue to grow, I, I, I would absolutely get a coach. And, you know, more often than not, it's a thing of what are you going to do this week? Well, I guess I'm committed to doing this. And your coach will say, I guess. No, you're going to have that done by next week. <laughs> and then you go yeah. into it, you know? That's, that's the thing, yeah. That's it's really good. I mean, yeah. it's not only about you, but, you know, you, you have this person in your head that you know that you have to show something or, you know, uh, work on something. And I think it's good. It can be really good, yeah. definitely. And especially when it's something regular, you know, that's the yes. that's another really good thing. It's, you know, you know that every week at this time on friday whatever it you'll talk to this person and it it's it's um it will it's good you know this routine thing it's, it's just great to build a skill or to anything you know yeah when i was learning guitar if i didn't have a professor that i would go like every week you know i would never have learned guitar like you know routine is good and having someone uh, associated with a routine that you have to kind of uh, 
explain yourself to <laughs> in a way yeah i think it's it can be really good definitely yeah yeah i'm gonna keep developing my coaching program it is available and people can find it on my website at any time and there's some content that uh, prepares them for for potentially being a coaching and collaborative relationship as you know it like not every student is the right fit not every teacher is the right fit so that's, yeah. that's always the thing to suss out before before getting into that that relationship and the other thing that you said about guitar teachers i was just kind of going like whoa like i'm now super present to the three or four i want to yeah maybe even five guitar teachers i've had over the years and and how grateful and thankful i am to them like in this moment i'm very present to that so i don't know if any of them are listening but uh here on the podcast i'll say thank you yeah. thank you jason yeah. thank you sean thank you yeah thank you in general to teachers exactly. that's great <laughs> yeah yeah it's not yeah. easy work at it's all. great yeah so you know, this is an opportunity to talk about the industry more generally, which I know you've gained a much broader perspective on now. We see things are changing fast and the big threes gambit with streaming services seems to have paid off. You know, I'm now hearing reports about popular artists who are thriving and in today's ecosystem and even executives who are saying, you know, money's just rolling in. So they're like signing artists and spending on artists and so on and so forth doesn't seem like things have changed a whole lot for independent artists the the status quo kind of is is holding you know artists yeah. are making about yeah. the same but what are your thoughts on this oh man things are just wild uh, <laughs> it's like i think you know with internet and it's like you know there's a lot of people saying this already but it's 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 just the truth you know like 50 years ago the only way you could the, you could access music was through LPs, and it was very very difficult to get you know certain LPs, certain artists. It was really difficult. It was very limited the access you had, and now it's exactly the opposite. And now it's like that's it's an avalanche. It's like snowball of everything of content of people trying to get attention. It's like they and at the same time anyone can put content out and it, it can be visible to anyone in the world almost yeah. and it's a completely game changer and i think you know it creates a lot of opportunities it creates a lot of difficulties uh things just changed but i feel i'm pretty positive about this time because i feel it's just an amazing time Mm. If you find your focus in the middle of the chaos and if you shut up all the exterior voices telling you what you should do or not, if you find your thing, yeah, if you, you have to, when you find your thing, uh, then you, you thrive. And I mean, and then if you use internet in your favor, can be YouTube, can be Instagram, can be anything. Mm -hmm. If you use that in your favor and if you find your right way to use that in your favor, man, you're, it's, you're, you're going to thrive because it's, it's just, uh, it's accessible. It's just about if you're good or not, I think. Uh, and if you put out in the work and, and if you are a good person, which is something that is not really talked much, but it's really important in the industry. Like, um, you know, even if you are a musician or a videographer, like a freelancer in any creative field, being a good person 
is people are not talking about it enough, man. It's like, uh, well, that's really trolls. important. Yeah, man, it's really important. It's like, I can give you a couple fast examples about this. Like when I'm working in big structures, for example, when I, when I was working in music festivals and brands that I was hiring people or, or I was trying to look for people to get hired for teams and stuff like the first people you remember about or the people that you had a good experience with it's not necessarily it's it's really not necessarily the people that made the greatest uh, the greatest video or the greatest video it's way more about the relation you had with that person and and sometimes it's not the person that made it the best video it's the person that was the most kind, the most uh, easy to talk with, mm. the most understandable, the most flexible. Um, and another example is when you go on tours, uh, on music tours and so on, it's like um, you have to be a good person to to keep healthy in the tour. It's like when you are in the tour, you are in the very specific capsule um you know you are in a buzz or whatever constantly changing locations every night there's a show and it's it's a very specific capsule like you are traveling a lot but at the same time you are not really anywhere and you are always with the same people you know the same engineers the same lightning guy the same musicians the same uh the roadies like the tour manager like everyone it becomes kind of your family yeah and the the personalities uh, of people really gets huge, gets huge importance, you know, and while on tour, uh, being a good person, it's like, it's like 50%, man, it's, it's like, of course, you have to be good. Definitely, that's the basis, you know, either it's music, either it's being a light designer, videographer, anything. But the other 50% is you have to be a good person man. you have, and it can become easily, it can become a nightmare, especially on tour. It's like a relationship, man. When you, you have a girlfriend, everything's perfect. And then you move together to the same place and then everything, you know, sometimes it can go really wrong. Uh, Things raise because you are living with that person, you know, uh, experiencing a lot of things during the day that you weren't before. And then, you know, their personalities and really comes to the top and get, gets another kind of importance. So, yeah, man, be a good person. Yeah. Please share more of this. It's important. <laughs> I recently yeah. heard uh, Mark Tremoni from Alter Bridge and Creed on, on Wikipedia Factor yeah. Fiction. And he was talking about this very thing that the band Creed just couldn't get along, which is why they don't tour you know quite as they don't they're not doing quite as much they've made it an attempt at sort of coming back or doing tours and reunions and so forth but it, yeah every time it's just back to the same old you know problems and issues with with the band members which which says a mm-hmm. lot you know i talked about this as early as episode 17 on the podcast you know don't be a jerk <laughs> yeah definitely and i've since definitely. expanded on that too because i had questions about how do i restore a broken reputation i'm like that can be tough but it's not you know it is doable for sure yeah. um just because of my reputation and you know i've helped out with different events locally i mean i'm not in calgary anymore i'm in abbotsford now closer to vancouver these days but uh 
when I was in Calgary, I would help out with local creative events a lot. And, and I even co-founded one, one, uh, community of communities there as well. And I would sometimes get referrals, you know, uh, cause my co-founder would then just refer me to another friend of his who's reg- doing regular summer events. And pretty soon I'd find myself helping out there too, as well. And performing on the stage just cause I could, I could play guitar and sing and, uh, the craziest part was all I did in those uh, engagements usually was just show up, be myself, help out in whatever way I could. Mm-hmm. And and somehow they would still come away going, wow, David's just amazing. And I felt like I didn't do anything. I didn't even feel like I contributed. Yeah, anything. man. But they would go, yeah. wow, David, yeah, this is so good to work with him. I'm like, oh, cool. So Yeah, your presence, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a jerk and, and, and I guess my yeah. was, was supportive. Yeah. So. yeah. And the other Definitely. point that you said about, you can, you can certainly find your fan base out there. Like uh, whenever I really solo, <laughs> solo music, it's for fun. I, I do other professional engagements for money, for supporting other artists or, or whatever it might be. But when I do, when I do solo work, usually it's for a lot of fun. And I, I did a synth wave track a few years ago. It's called city lights. Yeah. And I yeah, think, I think it I heard it yesterday. Actually, oh, you did. Interesting. Yeah, I heard it. Uh, you know, I was talking to you, and then yeah, let's search David, David Andrew Weaven. I came to that song. And I was listening. I had this beautiful flashback. You know, this eighties kind of yeah, yeah, um, Stranger Things kind of vibe. You it's, know, this, it's supposed to have that vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, man. <laughs> and I think to this day, it's one of my most streamed tracks. You know, it may not be like massive amounts of streams, but it's 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 by and far one of my biggest. Uh, contributions out there and and it's got played a lot in europe i think it even charted in europe somehow but uh, <laughs> on the itunes store <laughs> that's great so this has been a great conversation joe is there anything else i should have asked or touched on oh, i have no idea man um, <laughs> there's just you know we could talk about everything and nothing because in yes. the end it's like man just just do it just do whatever you feel like doing right now and especially the thing that comes from within and not the thing that you you saw on facebook or your mom told you or you heard somewhere that it would be good if you do that man it's all just it's really dangerous it's you know there's a lot of voices right now especially with social media and you are you feel depressed really easily because you are constantly comparing yourself you are constantly judging yourself through what you see and it's total poison i feel it it's really good don't get me wrong i love social media but it's you have to be conscious while using it so i just think hearing yourself and uh, doing the thing that you feel like doing right now it's the right thing in long term and because it will just be a build-up and as i said before i deeply believe your instinct knows more than your brain yeah. So, yeah. So, I think, yeah. Then, then that's really it. I mean, that is uh, powerful, man. Yeah. yeah. You gotta follow. You gotta follow your heart, and you're exactly like you say. There are so many voices out there saying, "Do it this way. Try this. Try that." And you're like, "Look, I've heard you. I got your ideas. I gotta stay focused on this idea that I'm working on right now, though." If I'm ever going to get anything done, can't be spread, you know, so many different ways. If you want to get anything done, you got to exercise focus. So 
we can be excited about a million different things, but I'm sure there's a difference between somebody who's been excited about a million different things and someone who finished a million different things in their lifetime. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. It's so easy to get excited. It's like every day you feel excited. And then you talk about that and it's this idea thing. It's just, I honestly, I get, usually I get really turned off when people are talking too much about ideas. <laughs> like I instantly <laughs> feel, you know, five minutes talking about something, an idea or something that could work. I instantly start feeling really bored and feeling like, I would prefer to be home doing my thing because, you know, it, you get, it, that's <laughs> yes. how things happen. It's not, you know, talking is important in some stages, but things happen and the great things in, in this world happen through someone in a little cave somewhere in the world, just doing the thing <laughs> for 10 years straight, yeah. believing in it and and that's how you know great things happen. You know, I, I feel people waste too much time on ideas and talking about it and talking about the thing they thought last night and they are thinking about. Man, just either save it to yourself or just start doing it because mm. once you start talking about it, it will you'll start to lose energy and it it will lose momentum. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's relevant too. Yeah, I'm so. going to go a little woo-woo on it, but you know, our body is in perfect alignment. So it starts up here at the head with the vision. We get the vision for what this idea and this project is going to be. And then our eyes, we begin to see it, right? We start mm -hmm. to see, see how this idea could become a reality. And then we speak it. Yeah. So the speaking part's important. But like you said, you can't get stuck on speaking it because now it's got to go down to your heart and become a powerful impact that you want to make in the world. Yeah. Then it goes down to your gut. And then finally, well, you give birth. So yeah. <laughs> your body's in perfect yeah. alignment, but you got to follow that trajectory. You can't stop at talking about it. Now you got to feel it. You got to feel the that's difference it's cool, going to make. Yeah. Never thought it that way. Yeah. Basically you should keep your mouth shut so that it goes from <laughs> your eyes to your throat. That's yeah. right. You got it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Awesome. That's great. All right. Perfect note to end yeah. this on. Wow, what a conversation. I am just so present to to being grateful. I'm grateful for you, grateful for the many teachers I've had. Awesome. I love this. Man. Yeah. I'm grateful for everything for your podcast, for you know, just keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing, man. I I'm sure you're going to bring a lot of value to people as you are already. And we could be talking for hours, I feel. Yeah, right? sure but in the can. end of the day, yeah. in the end, it's just, you know, just just, just quit this podcast right now and just go and do that That's thing right. that and is in your head right now. Just do it right now. Don't think anything. Just you have a message and read message, just turn it off. Just yeah. go and Don't do the no. thing. You know, we are so distracted in these days. So distracted. It's yeah. crazy. It's it crazy. So... Well, we'll catch, yeah. up. we'll catch up again, Joe. This has been awesome. Yeah, for part two, I hope so. Part yeah. two. It's been yeah. amazing. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Definitely, man. Thank you very much Thank for you. having me. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you.
Thank you.